Hey, it's Brian, and I'm back with another one of these weekly Burr Months bonus episodes. They're my little pregame party in the run-up to the official start of the Christmas season. That happens on Thanksgiving Day, and that's when I release all six episodes of the series My Dear Santa, a true crime Christmas caper. A few days after that, it's the Christmas Past live show, as recorded at San Francisco's Great Dickens Christmas Fair. And then, on to business as usual, with our traditional episodes that explore the backstories to your favorite Christmas traditions and share your Christmas memories. Remember to send me yours. Just record yourself into your phone's voice recorder app and send it to christmaspastpodcast at gmail.com. Okay, let's do a couple quick announcements. As you know, I'm going to be appearing at ChristmasCon in Edison, New Jersey on November 8th, 9th, and 10th. The good news is that this event is going to be lit. Earlier in the week, the organizers announced their final celebrity guest, and it's Danica McKellar. And there's even one more surprise in the works, and guess who it involves? Yours truly. Now, it's too early to talk about it just yet. The only info I can share at this point is to tell you that it is going to be awesome. But here's the bad news. By the time you hear this, the event is probably going to be completely sold out. At the time of this recording, on October 11th, all of the tickets were sold out, and the organizers were trying to free up some additional tickets for Sunday the 10th. So follow That's For Entertainment on Instagram to stay up to the minute and get a chance to snap up any of those last-minute tickets if they become available. That's That's the number four, Entertainment. Also, as I've mentioned before, Christmasland is happening December 15th in Los Angeles. It's an immersive experience that'll make you feel like you're walking into your favorite Christmas movies. With a gingerbread decorating competition, a crafting corner, and carolers serenading. There will also be a live panel discussion with some Hallmark favorites. And guess who else will be there? Me! Yes, I'll be getting people to share their Christmas memories and generally helping to make things merry and bright. I'll probably have more details as we get closer to the event, so keep listening to these Burr Months bonus episodes and also follow at Christmasland Experience on Instagram. Okay, now on to the episode. Again, in these Burr Months bonus episodes, I'm sharing things that I think you'll like. Todd Killian has been a huge part of the Christmas Past family for a long time now. He's very active in the Facebook group, he's played Christmas trivia with me on the YouTube channel, his wife Holly was in the episode on Leon Day. His son Alex is in one of the episodes of My Dear Santa. He's practically the Missouri Auxiliary Branch of Christmas Past, and we are happy to have him. Earlier in the year, Todd launched his own podcast called Christmas Clatter. Now, I could describe it to you, but how about I do you one better? I'm going to present to you right now a special best-of sampler of Christmas Clatter that Todd put together just for you. I'll be back at the end to wrap up and say goodbye, but for now, I'll hand it over to Todd. Hello and welcome to Christmas Clatter, the monthly podcast that discusses Christmas news, entertainment, gifts, decorating, and everything that makes Christmas special to us. Join us on Facebook and Instagram at Christmas Clatter Podcast. Follow us on Twitter at Clatter Podcast. Email me at christmasclatterpodcast at gmail.com or leave a voicemail or a text message at 573-290-2477. And remember, voicemails may be used in future episodes.
Welcome to the special best of edition of Christmas Clatter. I'm your host, Todd Killian. I started Christmas Clatter as a way to possibly bring a little Christmas hope into everybody's lives every month. I wanted to share a little different perspective, maybe from what you have heard, share some Christmas memories, some Christmas observations. I wanted the opportunity for the listeners to share things as well. That's why I started a talent segment of the show as a way just to bring a little Christmas joy every month. The response to Christmas Clatter over its inaugural first few episodes has been overwhelming and humbling. Thank you all so much for being involved. I would have never dreamed of such a response, but I'm so glad you guys showed up and are supporting Christmas Clatter in the way you are. And for this special best of episode, I've brought three of the most uh, popular segments of the show back. Uh, the first is what I like to call Christmas Observations. There's plenty of chatter about the likes and dislikes and the ins and outs of Hallmark Christmas movies. Some pledging undying love, others disdain, but most just apathy. I find myself in a rare group of people that enjoy the Hallmark movies, yet I have no idea why. This set me on a path of self-reflection. I know the plot. I know the characters. I even know the ending, so why even bother having them on? My first thought was Hallmark Christmas movies are decorations for my TV. These movies are the best decorated sets in the business. The cozy feel of the cottage and the homes with the beautiful trees and ornaments. They're like the greeting card come to life from the greeting card company. It's like a wonderful high-definition 4K Christmas wrapping paper for your TV set. Brought to you by the company that first brought modern wrapping paper to life. Because they are such wonderful decoration, it's not exactly why. I know my wife loves them, adores them, DVRs them. She actually knows the actor's real name. However, my wife's taste in movies are much different than mine. She likes the happy endings and all the loose ends tied up. And I prefer none of those things. So why are these Hallmark Christmas movies still so appealing to me? What's really going on? Why am I drawn to them so much? Then one day at the grocery store, walking down my favorite aisle, the answer hit me like a snowball between the eyes. Vanilla ice cream. Vanilla ice cream is the best-selling ice cream flavor in the U.S., and it's not even close. Yet, I don't know anyone that claims vanilla as their favorite, nor do I know anyone that would refuse a bowl of it. Hallmark Christmas movies are vanilla ice cream. With vanilla, you have just plain vanilla, French vanilla, and then the best flavor, vanilla bean. Much like Hallmark movies that have okay and good and pretty good. There's a lot of versatility with vanilla ice cream. You can top it with hot fudge, chocolate, top it with caramel, strawberries, candy. Any kind of sugary confection you could think of goes well with vanilla ice cream. The same goes with the Hallmark movies. They can be topped with a deep exploration of the story and the plot. Or you could top it with just ripping it to shreds with sarcasm. Or the most popular topping for Hallmark movies, comedy. You could point out the silliness in it all. But all this being said, I believe the real reason... Why I like Hallmark movies so much and why they're so popular is it's so much like a bowl of vanilla ice cream. There's just a simple sweetness to them both. I had a lot of response off that comparing Hallmark to vanilla ice cream. It's a fun conversation to have on why the Hallmark movies are so popular. Let's move on to our next segment of the podcast and it's a segment that's become deeply personal for me. I didn't realize it was going to be such a part of the podcast, but, but it's the newly titled Christmas Remembered. 
It was one of those deceitful fall days. You know the kind. You look out the window and it's sunny and bright. The color of the grass is shaded closer to summer green than to winter olive. I thought to myself, the weather is wonderful. All that sunshine, it must be warm. So in a last ditch effort to hold on to summer, I dressed in shorts and a t-shirt for our family outing. Coming up from my bedroom to the kitchen, my mom looks confused. Are you wearing that? A phrase that has haunted the ears of men for decades. Yep, I said. Go put on your blue jeans and a jacket. We're going to be outside a lot today. As I spun around and headed back to my room, I looked through the living room straight through the double windows. All that sunlight was so warm, so bright. What possibly could my mom know that I didn't about the weather? I got on my jeans but left my jacket. Surely 50% compliance is twice as good as 0%, I rationalized. Then I heard Dad pulling up the gravel driveway in Grandpa's truck, borrowed specifically for today. In our excitement, we all rushed out and slid into that truck. My first step outside, I thought, there's kind of cool, almost cold. This isn't what was promised by those sunbeams dancing through our windows. I brushed it off. It isn't that bad. I'm just used to that summertime heat and humidity. I'll be fine. A few miles down the road with my dad driving and somehow my mom, my sister, and myself all smashed together on that bench seat of that single cab pickup truck, my mom notices my jacket wasn't on. Where's your jacket? I forgot it. Mom, keenly sensing that it was really left, not forgotten, replied, Okay, I don't want to hear you complain that you're cold, and I'm not going to hurry just because you forgot your jacket. Yes. I knew even the slightest complaint of cold could spell disaster for my Saturday. After a 30 minute drive or so, we arrived at, at the Christmas tree farm. It was time for our family to pick out this year's Christmas tree. The tree farm had acres and acres with hundreds of rows of trees over gently rolling hills. After getting out of the truck and feeling like I had to relearn how to walk from being so cramped, it hit me like a ton of bricks. Those beautiful, gently rolling hills of a picturesque Christmas tree farm had a dirty secret. A secret my mom knew about. Wind. It was windy and cold. I better not say it. So the process began. My mom was off looking for the fattest tree in the height we needed. After seeing a contender, she said, Todd, stand by this one. I stood there free. Never mind. She spotted another potential tree. Dana, you stand here. Oh, that one may work. Arnold, you stand by this one while I go back and look at the one Todd's standing next to. And then I'd be instructed to remain there or I'd follow her to take Dad's place as the tree marker. My sister and I would play this game of musical tree markers for what felt like hours. I learned that dancing in place helped keep me a touch warmer. So I'm not sure how many people went home talking about the nine-year-old kid doing the thriller dance in the middle of the Christmas tree farm. Or how many people went home talking about the nine-year-old kid doing the thriller dance with his arms tucked in his t-shirt in the middle of the Christmas tree farm. Finally, I heard mom calling for me. It was in a different tone. I knew she had found the one. She took me to see our, our tree. Well, dad went and informed the crewmen that we had picked one. They came down with a chainsaw, cut the tree, drug it up to the front, netted it so it could be easier to handle getting in home and sitting in the stand. After being outside in the wind without my jacket, I was never so glad to hop into that old truck. Going and picking out a Christmas tree was our family's tradition until I was about 15 or 16 years old. 
the necessity of decorating early made it a necessity to move to artificial trees. If you asked me at the time, I would have told you I hated it. It was boring. If you asked me now, I'd say I'd give anything to go stand as a Christmas tree marker one more time, but this time with a jacket on. That memory was uh, sparked by September's episode in which I interviewed the owner of the Yule Law Cabin, which is an old Christmas tree farm turned into a big ornament store. Go back in the archives of the Christmas Clatter podcast and definitely check out that interview with uh, Joni Smith. And interviews are something I have coming. October's episode, uh, scheduled to release on October 15th, will have an interview in it as well with the Dr. Jeff Johnston. Uh, stay tuned for that episode. Please subscribe to the podcast so you can get an alert when when that episode goes live then. And the most popular segment of the Christmas Clatter podcast has become the most wonderful talent of the month. It's the most wonderful talent of the month. There'll be comedians for joking, narrators for narrating, artists putting on a show. It's the most wonderful talent of the month. It's the most wonderful talent of the month. There'll be instruments of playing and carolers singing all the songs that we know. It's the most wonderful talent. It's the most wonderful talent. It's the most wonderful talent of the month. It's time for the most wonderful talent of the month. This is where the listeners can submit their talent, whether it be comedic, storytelling, artistic, musical, whatever it is, let me know. Email me, direct message me, and we will showcase your talent and put you on display. Yes, even if it is artistic and more of a visual talent, we will turn the social medias into your art gallery for the month. That way, everybody can see your wonderful talent. Here we have a piano arrangement of Angels We Have Heard From High from a very talented young musician, uh, 16-year-old Will Fuff. I'm sure you'll enjoy this.
Thank you so much for joining me on this special best of edition of Christmas Clatter Podcast. I'm your host, Todd Killian, and please remember to subscribe to the podcast. Um, follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Christmas Clatter Podcast, on Twitter at Clatter Podcast. Email me at Christmas Clatter Podcast at gmail.com, or you can text or leave a voicemail at 573 290 2477. Also, we have a YouTube channel. Uh, at Christmas Clatter. It's kind of a soft launch now. There is a lot more in store and planning to drop here in the next few weeks. All episodes of Christmas Clatter can be found on YouTube as well. Thanks so much for joining me. And as always, keep Christmas hope alive every day. Don't you just love Todd's folksy, laid-back style? You really feel his love for Christmas and his creativity and personality coming through. Well, I know how you can get even more of that. Subscribe to Christmas Clatter wherever you get your podcasts. And since we're talking about subscribing to podcasts and things like that, why don't I remind you that if you leave a rating and review for Christmas Past on Apple Podcasts, I'll send you a Christmas card any time of year containing a Christmas Past sticker. Write me at christmaspastpodcast at gmail.com for details. Christmas Past is produced in sunny San Mateo, California by yours truly, Brian Earle. Look for Christmas Past on Twitter and Instagram and definitely join the Facebook group. We have so much fun there. And you can find articles, quizzes, videos, show notes, and much more at christmaspast.media.